After falling to K-State to start off February, the Cowboys bounce back big, taking down Oklahoma in Stillwater. Plus, we check in on the 2022 signing day, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here. On the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Linda Godfrey, contributor to Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. We got a lot of things to cover this week. Starting first with Oklahoma State versus Kansas State, the 71-68 victory for the Kansas State Wildcats. A 13-0 run for K-State to end the first half did the Cowboys absolutely no favors. There were four ties in the final six minutes and 45 seconds. I think it was actually six minutes and 46 seconds of that game, but I rounded to 45, so that's on me. A missed one-on-one free throw by Bryce Thompson led to K-State three-pointer that rimmed out, but the rebound was tied up, and the Wildcats got the jump ball possession. Nigel Pack sunk the following three-point shot with just over two seconds to go. There was some argument as to the inbounds pass, as it seemed to have been longer than the five seconds that they were allowed before the ball was inbounded, but I digress. I'm not going to get super nitpicky over how fast a ref counts, you know. There's only so much we can do. It's it's still a human sport, you know. K-State and Oklahoma State were on similar paths, both 10-10, and 10, both on three-game losing streaks. Looking at the team stats, it makes this loss sting, like, even a little worse because it's broken down like this. The Cowboys led in field goal percentage, free throw percentage, rebounds, assists, and blocks. Meanwhile, the Wildcats led in three-point percentage, They had one less turnover, two more steals, and three less fouls. So as a whole, like we were just missing one or two pieces from that game to come out with a win. So it it hurts even more the way that it went down, especially when you start breaking down, you know, team stats like that. I was I was appalled. But anyway, Musa Cisse finished with five rebounds, two steals, two blocks, and two points. He and Caleb Boone lead the Big 12 in blocks per game. Cissé leads the Big 12 in total blocks with 35, 11 better than second place. So I said this last week, but he's putting on an absolute clinic in the blocking game. Bryce Thompson finished with 22 points. Rondell Walker finished with 18. Isaac Likely finished with seven rebounds and six six assists. This was always going to be a tough season, mentally taxing for these players, for this coach the way that the NCAA handed those sanctions down right before the season started. We always knew it was, it was going to be a tough one. 
And I know it is tough as fans, but I just truly can't imagine what it would be like to be in their situation, knowing that at the end of regular season, that's it. There's no further gameplay for them and just leaving it all on the court and doing their best. But it was always going to be a little, little bumpy, I think. It was always going to be a little mentally exhausting this season. So I'm proud of those boys. Like I said, we were one or two plays away from that game being ours. So it's just cleaning up a little bit, cleaning up the turnovers a little bit, just hitting our free throws. Free throws have been a crucial conversation for what feels like several years. I'm sure it's not, I'm sure I'm exaggerating, but for this season, absolutely, we have talked about making free throws. And the Cowboys did lead in free throw percentage, but when it came down to needing that final one, it didn't go in. And and so that's prevalent, and you remember that part. So we just got to keep showing up, keep being there. And speaking of being there, Gallagher-Iba Arena was packed for the game against the Sooners, which we're going to talk about next. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the playoffs right to the big game in oh next week. It's next week. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has the up to up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So the K-State loss hurts, especially the way that it happened those last final seconds. The Cowboys finished that game 64-55. to um, I don't know if you guys are superstitious or not. I try not to be. Like, if you were to ask me point blank, I'd be like, no, not at all. But then Oklahoma State basketball ends up on my TV. And let me tell you, there is not another relationship that I have with sports that feels so dependent on what I'm doing around my house whether it's having the TV muted, whether I'm in the kitchen, whether I put on a sweatshirt, it doesn't matter what it is. And it's probably because basketball moves at a much faster pace than like football does. So a lead can change in the time it takes me to go grab a snack or get a beer or mute the TV to play a video on my phone, whatever it might be. But this weekend, the Cowboys decided it was best. I have my TV muted for the game. It's fine. Whatever I have to do for the team, I will do it. So I watched the game on mute. It was thrilling. Gallagher-Iba Arena sounded like it was rocking in the videos I watched after the game, of course, because my TV was not playing any sound. And it always feels good to get a win against the Sooners. Also, just a quick shout-out to Mike Boynton and his orange blazer. Just chef's kiss. That is the most elite outfit he ever wears it's my very favorite blazer I love when he puts it on so big shout out to Mike Boynton as always also I want to touch on and if you're not a part of like college football social media then maybe you haven't seen this maybe you have but as you all well know the Old Collie newspaper the Oklahoma State newspaper puts out 
a kind of trolling, funny newspaper for all of the Big 12 home games. So we can do the Who Cares chant as the uh, opposing team is introducing their starters. Now, this weekend against OU, it was a picture of Lincoln Riley. In particular, it was the picture of Lincoln Riley doing the peace sign in his new USC shirt. So OU fans not thrilled about it. Um, The backlash has been weird. A lot of commentary that I'm seeing, especially in in and around Twitter, is, um, well, we're not going to root for them at all anymore. You weren't rooting for us before, and I don't believe for a second that you were. So I'm not sure what that threat is supposed to, like, we're rooting for us, so I'm not really concerned if an opposing team, I'm not rooting for you, you know what I mean? And the other very, very common thing that I'm seeing is the sentiment that, well, they did it because they wanted to hurt our feelings. Well, they didn't hurt our feelings. Well, you're tweeting about it in the middle of a workday, so it feels like maybe you weren't super on board with it. I thought it was funny. It's a little jab. Again, we do it for every Big 12 home game, so they think it's it you know, special for them. Oh, little brother, that's all they can think about is beating Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that discourse has been fun. And if any of them are listening, I just want to clear it up that the Ocali does it for every home game in the big, every big 12 home game. Anyway, to the actual game, Oklahoma State led the entire final 15 minutes. It's probably because my TV was muted. OU played a good safe first half. But 11 turnovers in the second half was too much to overcome the Cowboys. Oklahoma State did what we've been asking for all season. They finished the game. They closed it out. They didn't cough up a lead late. It was fantastic to see. It was encouraging to see. Isaac Likely finished with seven rebounds and six assists. Oklahoma State was better than Oklahoma in field goal percentage, making 24 of 50 field goal shots. They had a better three-point percentage. Oklahoma State only took 12 three-point shots compared to Oklahoma's 22. That's the kind of three-point shooting I want to see from Oklahoma State. 12 shots feels like they took the open shots, but they tried to drive the ball into the paint. The 50 field goals, I think, confirm that theory. You know, I watched the game. I'm not a basketball coach. I played basketball, but I wasn't very good at it. Running, not really my not really my thing. So it just feels like that's a much more conservative, safe play. And you're getting the ball inside. You're causing fouls. You're getting to the free throw line. Oklahoma State shot 12 more free throws than Oklahoma, showing how aggressive they were getting the ball inside. They had four more assists, two more steals, and seven more blocks. Plus, Oklahoma State had one less turnover and four less fouls. The Sooners out-rebounded the Cowboys 36-31. to Oklahoma State players continue to block really well. I talked about Musa Cisse earlier. Keelan Boone, Tyree Kill, and Avery Anderson each had two blocks. Caleb Boone and Musa Cisse also added a block each. Caleb Boone and Musa Cisse led the Cowboys in points with 12 each, so clearly a huge game for those two guys. Really got it done for the Cowboys against Oklahoma. Rondell Walker followed them with 11 points, and then Keelan Boone with 10 Oklahoma Oklahoma State's bench came alive for the Cowboys this weekend. The depth that Mike Boynton has had and and the different configurations of players that he puts on the court, I really like. That's one of my favorite parts of the way that Mike Boynton game plans. He knows what works best for this team, 
And so the guys that he knows he needs the most out of, depending on who the opponent is, get out there and get the chance to get what is needed done. So I've always really enjoyed that aspect of Mike Boynton's coaching. Like I said, the uh, the the discourse about this win on the internet, I don't know if Facebook is as bad. I'm not very good at Facebook, but if you were on Twitter at all, you should definitely inquire as to how OU fans are reacting to the Ocali trolling Lincoln Riley newspaper saga because it's been a fantastic uh, couple days. You know, it's Monday evening and it's still happening. So it's a really good time on, on the internet for trolling OU fans right now. The Cowboys will head to TCU on Tuesday for their next matchup. Coming up, the Oklahoma State 2022 signing day updates. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill or like the bottom of a riverbed, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar maybe better than a candy bar, and coated completely in chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order at built.com. We had the second signing day or 2022 signing day or whatever cutesy nickname you want to give it. But we got to see what's going to be what the um, Oklahoma State 2022 football team is going to look like. Oklahoma State had signed 17 players in the early signing period, but added three more players to this roster last week. The 2022 recruiting, that's so hard to say. I'm like really trying to pronounce pronunciate it, and <laughs> I'm struggling a lot, so I apologize. The 2022 recruiting class is the best graded of any class under head coach Mike Gundy coming in at number 29 nationally and third best in the Big 12. I think that speaks volumes to what Mike Gundy's been able to do. I know we all have our complaints. Everybody gets a little fidgety from time to time. We've been together with Mike Gundy for a really long time. Uh, Things are going to be annoying that maybe aren't to any other schools. I think there are Lots and lots of colleges, even Power 5 colleges, that would love to have Mike Gundy be their coach, that would love to have the record that Oklahoma State has. And also just what Mike Gundy has been able to do with Oklahoma State with the recruiting classes that we have, that we have had, I guess, in the past is what I'm saying, is that he's been able to do so much with three-star recruits, and now we finally have a handful of four-stars added to our three-star guys, and he's been turning average on a on a star level you know not I'm not saying anybody's average I don't want anybody to come at me about it but 
from a graded standpoint, he's taking average players and, and getting insane production out of them. So he's doing his job as a coach and he's exceeding really well at it. It's nice to kind of finally see, I mean, a top 30 nationally recruited team. I'll take that every day of the week, considering some of the recruitment classes we've brought in that have been viewed by grading systems in the media and NCAA and, you know, the AP and how everybody reads it. So it's nice to finally make that mark and, and have a recruiting class that we can kind of puff our chests about. So let's look at the three new additions to this team. Saliti Favaliki. Now I could not find pronunciation of this. I looked, I think I got it right. I'm going to keep looking until I find it. So if you have pronunciation, please send it to me. Everything I found was highlights without sound, and I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Anyway, defensive lineman, a transfer from Snow College, other Power 5 offers from Indiana, Missouri, and Nebraska. He's rated as a three-star prospect coming out of high school. He finished last season with 20 total tackles, two and a half sacks, and a fumble recovery, plus a, pa- plus a pass breakup. Now, Snow College is uh, Jalen Warren came from Snow College, so... We're kind of building that pipeline, which is always nice to do. It's nice to have a place that you can go and you're comfortable recruiting. So I love that for Oklahoma State. Next up, Davis Dotson, an offensive lineman from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's a three-star prospect, 6'6", 290 pounds. Dotson also held offers from TCU and Arizona State. You guys know how I feel about offensive lines. They're very important, in my opinion, They're great to have depth pieces on, so anytime we're signing a big guy like that to the offensive line, young, he can train with Coach Glass for a couple years and kind of learn that system, you know, should he stick around at Oklahoma State. So those are the kind of guys I like to bring in that that we can get acclimated and kind of build and shape and mold to who we need on that offensive line. Because, like I said, very, very important part of the football game that I don't think gets enough love from media members and and you know big football the last player we added was stefan johnson a wide receiver out of desoto texas johnson is a former oregon commit but opened his recruitment back up in january he took official visits to oklahoma state and smu before deciding on the cowboys in desoto last season he hauled in 46 receptions for 436 yards and seven touchdowns while averaging just over nine yards per reception, it deepens a really good wide receiver room, especially after the loss of Tay Martin to the NFL draft. So I'm excited about that wide receiver room. It's very young, but we've seen what Mike Gundy and especially Mike Gundy's offense has been able to do for young, talented wide receivers in the past. And there's just a plethora of options to make stars on this team. It's nice always to have that depth and and to add them in as true freshmen and, again, hope to get the chance that they stay there and you get to mold them into who you need them to be for your team. That's that's always ideal. But, like I said, I'm very excited about the wide receiver room. I think it's, it's going to be really fun to watch in 2022. We're going to talk about Big 12 hoops a little bit tomorrow. Um, we've got some Cowboys that are going to be seen in the Super Bowl, so we'll talk about that later this week. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. 
Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!